You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach all over the internet on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, fans only, OnlyFans. See, that's how you know I don't have a real OnlyFans account because I don't even know what the fuck it's called. Um, no, everybody but OnlyFans. Uh, but maybe Maybe like Patreon soon. I don't know. I want to start selling my nudes to make some extra cash during this quarantine. Uh, get ready. We're bringing down Summer House and Vanderpump Rules, two of my favorite reality shows that are non-housewife shows. We'll probably talk about a couple of others, but today's focus is going to be Summer House and Vanderpump Rules, and today's guest is way too cool for me to sit with, even though she's calling from, like, Switzerland. Um, and I'm not just saying that because her thriving podcast is called You Can't Sit With Me. Please welcome back to Hashtag No Filter, Miss Deanna Espear. Zach, I have to say, I am so impressed with your, how do I say this? Whenever you play your jingle, because this is like a live, you play the jingle live, Mm -hmm. you get so lit. And I feel so fucking lame saying lit in an English accent because it like doesn't work. But you literally like just jam to your jingle whenever we start a podcast. And number two, thanks for calling me cool, but I'm officially not your target audience anymore because I'm over 30. So you know, struggles, life in your 20s. I'll try and help as best as I can. I was literally having this conversation with my stepbrother the other night where he turned to me and he's like, you're going to, you're like going to be 30 soon. He's like, you're like older. And I was like, excuse me, I'm not older. Like I'm still like young. I'm not older, but he's like eight. He just turned 18. So to him, we're like old people. And I'm like, you need to calm down. I mean, I'm not really super offended that people call me old because I have so much life experience that I basically feel like an 80-year-old widow. So, you know, I see it as just character building and aging is a privilege, but whatever floats your your boat. I I 100% just try to make lemonade and make myself feel better about being old. (laughs) Wisdom. We're very wise. So wise, quarantine has turned me into a new fucking woman. Let me tell you. How is it today? I was like freaking out. I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I was like, I need, like, I'm going crazy. How are you surviving? Are you staying with family? Is that why you went back to Switzerland? Yeah. So actually, it's really fucking crazy. And honestly, I don't want to, you know, brag and be a fucking asshole. But I always am. So who am I kidding? But so my, I spoke to my dad when this whole was happening because obviously coronavirus was worse in Switzerland before America because it's right next to Italy so that's when Mm. everything was you know happening in Italy and my dad said to me he was like Diana you know I never want to you're 31 you can do whatever you want I don't want to tell you what to do but he said I really would feel so much better if you came home because I don't have medical insurance in the US and he said people in America don't realize how bad it's going to get and I think you might end up being quarantined for months on your own because I live alone. Yeah. And he was like, I, I, I see it coming. And if it doesn't happen, you know, I'll help you and you can go back to the US. But he was like, I'm really worried about, you know, your health and your sanity. Yeah. If you get sick, you can't go to hospital. Um, can you please come home um, and be with us? So I said, yeah, of course. So I came back and he ended up being right about the whole thing. And so I appreciate his input and I'm glad I listened to him. But also we're out of quarantine now in Switzerland because they managed to flatten the curve. There's only 30 new cases in Switzerland. So we're able to go shopping, go out, go to the restaurant, 
And, you know, I, I, I don't want to say, thank you, like, we're out of quarantine and you guys are in quarantine, but it's just because I feel like I'm still in quarantine because I'm away from home. Yeah. So I'm not at home. I'm like secluded from my life and my friends. But um, it just goes to show, you know, Switzerland didn't rebel against yeah. it all. And we suffered and we quarantined for two months and it was it's so fucking hard. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And I think that's why you're not an asshole in this in this scenario, because like you are giving us hope that like there's an end in sight. Whereas like right now it just feels like we don't know and it, everything's up in the air and everything changes every three days, which is kind of how a situation like this is where it's like uncharted territory and like nobody knows like we're learning as we're going. It's not like we know that like in three months this is going to be definitive or not like we're learning and exp- and, you know, getting a hang of it as we're um, as more time goes on and we're learning more about it. Yeah. Um, One thing that I feel like the like summer house and Vanderpump rules cast members never learn. They just never get the hang of things. They just are continuously (laughs) awful people as they continue to go. Um, Let's talk. Uh, They continue to give us all the plot twists, which I must say I'm so thankful for during this quarantine. I would have not coped. Yeah. Right. I know. At least we had both new seasons happening during quarantine say all you know Vanderpump Rules and Summer House things aside I know you've been moaning about your roots on Instagram I'm into the rooty look I'm into it I like it I think it's sexy I think it's cute I think it complements skin tone like I'm into it I love a rooty look I do love a rooty look my only um response to people that because a lot of people can tell me oh it looks so cool it looks so great it looks great with your brows like all that stuff like yes I just hate the back of my hair that gets really bushy and I hate and you'll probably relate to this as a blonde is when you bleach your hair you can't wash it as often because you need the natural oils to kind of keep your hair healthy otherwise if you wash it too often you kill the color and your hair gets really dry and breaks but the difference is now I have a healthier scalp with healthy black hair and then I have all of this hair that still needs the moisture but my scalp has like become a disgusting cesspool that is why as a female and this is something that you should consider you do a shampoo you wash your hair and then you do a mask on your ends only Mm. my friend you're smart that is what we do that is what we do that is what girls do it's only on the ends nothing on the roots i'm into this color i like it i think it's something you should consider as a permanent look. I love the Rudy um, look. I think I'm going to start I letting my hair grow out a little longer because I usually I usually used to wait like six to seven to eight weeks in between, in between bleaches. We're now at week 15. I don't know. I don't think I'll go to 15 weeks again, but I think we can push it a little more into like 10 to 12-ish range. Like 10, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. As long as we maintain it and like tame cut tame um i'm fine one thing i have tried in the past is shaving the sides that the sides are black i don't love that look that to me i just no, don't I love think the, the look that you have now is good um it just you know could do with a little trim um i don't think it looks bad whatsoever you styled it great i think i think we're on the right path to find the perfect hair look for you so oh, thank you you know i do know i do know thank you thank you it's gonna help my dating my dating life hopefully Okay, so let's talk summer house. Are you dating? Yeah, yeah let's talk are you? Oh no, wait. What are you? Are you like just like totally celibate? Now. Yeah, single and not ready to mingle because no one's mingling. But that's cool. Aw, I'm sorry to hear that. Single as fuck. Single as ever. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. Everyone sucks, and it's not single yeah. like 
no one likes me. I'm single by choice because everyone sucks. It, everybody does really. It's like it's like not a great vibe. I mean, like I'm even trying to date as much as I can in quarantine. I mean, it's my dating life has settled down a little bit because I mean there may be a, a prospect. We'll see how it goes. Um, I don't want to say too much, but um, I loved at the beginning of quarantine like I dated a lot just to kind of like use this as an opportunity because like now's the time to actually date without having to spend all the time and money in like somebody else like the driving and the dinners and the drinks and all that stuff like now you can just like be home and kind of do it um whereas I think like it's a very convenient time to to try and get not laid but at least get some like virtual dick very very good point I second that um, summer house. Summer house. So overall, first, would you which show do you prefer based off of the most recent season, Summer House or Vanderpump? This season, I know that you said that you hated Vanderpump Rules and then kind of liked it again. For me, Summer House was a way better show this season. I got everything I wanted from a millennial reality show out of Summer House, and Vanderpump Rules just didn't do it for me this whole season i know the last couple of episodes have been better but better does not mean that we're we're gonna get the old vanderpump rules back yeah um that you know i feel bad saying this because you know i'm friends with people on the cast and things and but that's the truth i can't lie about it no it was not a good season i think there were maybe four maybe five episodes that I actually maybe even liked. I would say there were three solid episodes that I thought were good and maybe two more that like brought it up into a top five as in like, okay, I can, I I can get by these five episodes, but the season as a whole, I thought was really bad for Vanderbump. I love summer house. Summer house was so amazing. We got drama. We got fun. We got some crazy things happen. We got unexpected things that happened. I feel like Vanderpump Rules, the drama was very predictable. Yeah. You know, we got the new people. There was a cheating, someone fucking, someone fucking the other person. We all expect that. You know, we knew it was going to be Jackson Brittany's wedding. We knew Stassi was going to get engaged. I would have never, ever thought that Lindsay and Carl would ever have a thing and that she would end up finding a boyfriend from that situation. You know, and I didn't, I never thought we were going to see Paige struggle in her relationship because of, you know, she it looks like she has a perfect relationship on social media. I would have never thought that Kyle and Amanda would still be going through a rough patch after right. what happened and based off of their social media. So I feel like Vanderbump Rules, first of all, the social media gave it all away. What we got to experience on TV was not that good. And I just got way more surprises out of somehow. Uh, season, season rating overall on a scale of one to five stars. Which one? Summer House. I I give it a solid eight. Yeah. Oh, out of ten, out of, out of five, out of five, like five stars, like out a, of five, I a four out of five for sure. Yeah, I it think, wasn't the level of like you know fake leg being thrown off the table. It, not that's a five to me. It was a four. I think I would give it maybe a four and a half, just understanding that like. Summer House is a very unique show in and of itself. And it's more of like, it's a summer trash reality show that like my expectations aren't that high, but I actually thought it was a really good season. What did you think? I'm only giving it a four and not 4.5 because after watching Too Hot to Handle, which is reality TV gold, reality TV fucking gold, gold, sorry. It's very hard for me to give Summer House a 
12.5. Okay. I'll have to watch Too Hot Tando because I've heard so many things about it and I've been wanting to watch it. Like, who are you? I know, what, the I know. no filter, but no Too Hot to Handle? I know. I've watched all the other Netflix shows. That's just the one that I haven't gotten on board with. Yeah. You know why? Because I ended up watching Shit's Creek because everyone kept telling me to watch Shit's Creek. And then I binged that and that supplemented one of my reality shows. And I actually really liked Shit's Creek. It's really cute. And during quarantine, once you start binging a TV show, you can't just switch. Mm-mm. You have to just keep going until the end. Yeah, you have to write it all the way through. Um, Carl and Liz- Lindsay, thoughts. Did you ever like them together? Did you ever think they were going to make it? Are you happy that they are just friends? So I had Lindsay so many times on the show this season. I think two or three times. I don't know. I've spoken to her a lot about it. Um, I, first of all, would have never expected it. I did have high hopes for them because we've seen Kyle with so many females, so many hot girls, cool girls, clever girls, sassy, everything. He had so many opportunities with so many girls that he fucked up. I was like, if it's going to work with anyone, it has to be his best friend. Because clearly it's not working with any other fucking girl. So I did have high hopes. Then when I saw it kind of happen, I was like, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Do you think that we're going to see him settle down anytime soon? What did think about them I want to know your I liked about. them together I liked um I liked them together at the beginning but then you could kind of just see that they weren't compatible long term they're compatible friends and like some people you can be really good friends with for a really long time but like you don't need to have sex or you do need to have sex to realize that like that's the friendship is the extent of the relationship and I think sex. I he fingered like they got sexual Fair enough. They got sexual. And I think that that crosses like the just friends kind of vibe. And they toyed with it and they played with it and then realized like we're just good companions, but we don't need to go beyond that. Um, And I think they needed to have that moment. And I like that we got to see it happen on Summer House versus like, a oh, that was that one time in college that we tried and we're just friends now. Like, I'm glad that we got to see it all kind of play out. It it was great that we got to actually get, you know, some of the plot twists for us to see. It was really nice. Do you um, think I, we'll see him settling I, down anytime soon? No. No, I don't. And you know what? I So here's the thing. I have a very conflicting relationship. Not relationship, but relationship with my thoughts about Carl. Yeah. Because, you know, I had him on the show. I thought he was a douchebag. Not on the show before, you know, from watching him. Had him on the show. I was like, fuck, oh, this guy's actually really cool and really likable. I know you've had him on the show as well many mm-hmm. times. And he's a super cool guy. Like, he does have so many good qualities about him. But then the more I was watching, you know, the way things happened with Paige and things, I was like, this guy's really a fucking asshole. And I really wasn't down for him at one point. And despite, you know, me feeling like he's definitely not ready to settle down anytime soon, I did see more vulnerability from him this season. And it made me like him again as a human. So still think he's not quite there with being assertive with girls and knowing how to handle situations. But I did see a very sweet, vulnerable side to him this season that I hadn't seen before. And so I like him. I think that's potential, but I don't think it's anytime soon. I agree. I think I like the vulnerability that we saw this season. As Like in the past, like the only vulnerability we really got from him was – One, when his ego would get hurt because there would be a rejection from a girl, which to me is like bullshit. Like every guy, you know, has their ego. That's not vulnerability. Exactly. 
getting kicked in the balls. Yeah. But he, I think he would try to internalize it a little more. And we as viewers were like, it's not like that deep. But the only other time I think we did see him kind of get vulnerable, which even to me was a little cheap, was when he, when his parents, he was going through his thing with his parents and they were splitting and he was like, yeah, low hanging fruit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's also something that like, I can understand you taking really hard when you're like 17 and maybe you're going through that transition from high school into college. And like, you know, you're a little younger and not as emotionally mature. Whereas, like, yes, I mean, as your parents get older and if they split, like... Say? Who are we to say? But I just think that anytime you bring... You know, that's like me now. I want to be... I want to come across cute. Look at me. That's, that's just low-hanging fruit yeah. right there. Yeah. You know, I'm a sweet person looking after my sweet, adorable Pomeranian. He is really adorable, anyway. though. Luna, I love you so much. You know what I mean? But some things are just low-hanging fruit when it comes to vulnerability i think that the best vulnerable moments to get on a reality show is when you don't expect them and when you're put in a situation where you're kind of caught off guard and you have no other choice but to just you know or yeah you know put it out there for the world to see what are your thoughts on jewels I was not a fan of Jules. I couldn't get into it. I tried. I didn't really like her and Carl. I didn't think they had chemistry. I couldn't I couldn't jump on the Jules train. So um, she bugged me a lot at first uh, because obviously I thought she was just so desperate to. I think that when you're a newbie on a reality show, you have to be a Dana on Vanderbilt Rules. Yes. You have to hold your own and you have to be like, this is who I am. Love me or hate me. But if you go into a reality show trying to please everyone, no one is going to like you because you have nothing to bring to the table. And in a group of friends like this one, where they like thrive on drama, you just need something to bring to the table. So she bugged me. The whole obsession with Paige bugged me. Although I per- per- personally have purchased from Outfit Beats, I'm not above it. Yeah. But um, the thing with Carl. I liked watching it because those are the moments where I saw a sweet side to Carl, where he gave her a second chance. He was a loser, but he didn't think he was above it. You know, he was like, you deserve a second chance. I'm going to try with you and try to be your friend, which I really liked about him. He wasn't snobby. He wasn't above just trying it with someone who was kind of the underdog. I like that. Um, I just, she just bugged me and I thought she was kind of boring and kind of basic. But towards the end, I liked that she got a little bit more savage. And I think that she, towards the end, I liked her savage side. I thought it was a good look for her. See, I think Carl giving her a second chance didn't have much to do with it coming from his heart because he doesn't think with his heart. He thinks with his man brain and his dick. But I think it was more of a production as like we already made the investment in this girl. We need to keep her in the house. So there was a little prodding to maybe keep her around a little longer. Well, no, because I, I disagree with that because I think that as a reality star, if there's an opportunity to create drama and more drama, you just have to fucking take it. Yeah. You have to take it. He could have made it even harder for her to be in the house and he would have been the star of the fucking season. That's true. Who do you think was the star of the season? Honestly, I, I don't know. I think Luke definitely like people oh, are. Luke dead. really came in hard. Oh, la la. He, I mean, first of all, can we acknowledge the aesthetic for, for a sec? 
He's a hottie. He like in the accent and the abs and the every ever. It was a good. I was like very happy for Hannah at the end of the season. But the star of the season, probably Lindsay. I think Lindsay's just good TV in general. I think she gave us the relationship. She gave us the hookup. She gave us the drama. She's like always down to have fun. She gave us the humor. Um, I I like last season. I think Paige was kind of the star of the show mm-hmm. and brought kind of you know the heat and stuff. And so were, it was Hannah. And I like them together, and they're very entertaining. But they didn't give us everything. What didn't they get? Well, I mean, I guess Paige, Paige didn't give us a lot. I think if anything, like you can't, I couldn't give it to Paige or to Hannah, but I could collectively give it to Paige, Amanda and Hannah. I don't think either of them could get the MVP individually, but collectively, I think as the click that they were this season, they definitely are in a ranking. Yeah. If we had to give it to one person, it would probably be Lindsay. But as a group, I think like their little clicky click thing was, you know, cool. Um, I I didn't love, but I loved watching a, the more savage side of Amanda as well. Yes. Um, I would have never, to no. me, she's just like, yeah, like, you know. I actually me. liked her more this season, whereas in previous seasons, I was like, I can't stand her. But I think she was a bit of an asshole, though. Like, I couldn't help but think she was being such an asshole. So the savage moment that made the season for me was when Paige went hood rat on Lindsay and was like, Fuck you. Like, that was so funny because she was not an asshole, but she I, I, she just lost it. And I, just, I, I, I love that moment. I'll never forget that scene. I wish Lindsay would have given a little more back in that scene. I know. And everyone expected her to, which so did I kind of. I'm very surprised she didn't. But um, I, I enjoy I don't know why I love seeing people being savage bitches. Because I think there's like this... this authenticity that we see like there's that moment there's like the heightened fake drama that you can recognize on reality shows but then when you see that savage part where like they don't even give a shit that the cameras are on them they're just venting because we've probably all had those moments with somebody where we're probably cringing and embarrassing but like we can just feel that authenticity with them where they're not even considering the ramifications because I think a lot of times we see them and they're so stuck in their head about how like what is the audience going to think and I have to be careful with what I say that when they see snap it's gold and especially when you're in quarantine you see someone losing their shit and you're like yes bitch feel you i'm here with you all our emotions are validated literally um is jordan gay yay or nay what how do you feel about jordan jordan uh yay he's gay yeah you think I think he's, I feel like he's, I think he's gay, and I think he, the, the reason he has so many issues with all of the women is because he probably is gay and is not willing to accept it. I don't think he knows that he's... Well, I don't know. I think he's, like, definitely trying to hide it. But I think he's gay, and he, I don't think he... I don't think he knows. Ready. I don't think he knows. I think I know, and I think he needs to <laughs> figure it out. I don't know. See, see I've been called out... Um, before for like outing people on podcasts because of the whole James Kennedy thing that happened on the Pumpkins podcast, which again I will say I was ambushed into, and I feel very sorry about. You uh, outed him? No, but you know there was a whole thing where um, Logan came on the Pumpkins podcast. I was co-hosting, yeah. and you know I didn't know what Logan was going to say, and he said it, and then you know I indulged in all the bitching and all the things, but 
I didn't, I wasn't thinking in the moment like, wow, it's not really our place to out someone on a podcast yeah. because it might've not been true. I don't know if it's true or not, but you know, I kind of went along with what he said and you know, I don't regret many of the horrible things I say on the podcast, but I do regret <laughs> that moment. Um, but so, so, you know, it's not really my place, but in my opinion, I think there's definitely a sexual confusion yeah. because it, it, it or maybe, or maybe they're editing it that way for us to believe that something's up. You know, just like they're editing Sheena to be a desperate yeah. wannabe that she didn't really. Um, so I don't know if it's the edit or if it's he's got like a conflicting sexual. I, 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 I don't know. But based off of what I've seen, I think there may be something that he's not really coming to terms with. And I think it's more, it's not like a one sort of incident thing or it's not a, um, like a cadence or a uh, mannerisms type of thing. I think there are so many, like it's his intimacy issue with women. It's his um, constant line to the cast members about his different hookups with women. Like, I think there are just so many little red flags that are kind of making up this bigger picture that, like you said, I think there definitely is a confusion. Um, I did ask Hannah about it and she said that, you know, I think she kind of hinted at Oh, no, she thinks he is. Yeah. Yeah, she thinks he is. Um, she's told me as well. I think a lot of people think he is, and uh, you know, just saying it black on white. Um, I, let's put it this way: whether he is or not, I don't really, I can't tell from his mannerisms personally. But whether he is or not, I would never fucking touch it with a ten foot pole. Because really? uh, I guess I wouldn't either. I don't know why I'm acting so shy. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, I need, I need, what do I need? I don't even fucking know That's also, like, a whole bag of issues that, like, he, like, there's a lot. Like, he needs at least a good, like, eight years of therapy and self-discovery and, like, ayahuasca and, like, some inner reflection that he needs to do before he's even ready for a relationship after he comes out. He needs an emotional breakthrough, too. Let's put it this way. (laughs) He needs to go on, like, a weekend Tony Robbins retreat. Literally. Amanda and Kyle, do you think they're going to get married? I think so. You really think, think they're so. they're in it to win it? You think they're not? I mean, I think at this point they should, at, at this point they definitely should, like they deserve each other. Like they both have been through so much to each other, through with each other, to each other. Like I think at this point they're in it to win it. Um, so here's the thing that I'm realizing, especially throughout this quarantine. Ugh, quarantine has made me a better person so woke it has not it has made me a worse person i am being my worst self living my worst life but here's the thing what i've realized during this quarantine is that a lot of couples are breaking up because people who are dating are not necessarily living their lives together and a lot of people are actually realizing i can't fucking live with this person right because it's easy to be in a relationship and to have sex Go to dinner once in a while. Do a little birthday party once in a while. But I have my job. You have your job. I have my friends. You have your friends. I have my hobbies. You have yours, right? They are living, working together. And they are working through it. Like they're not giving up on each other. Yeah. And I personally think that that is the key to a successful relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, they've both fucked up. Kyle has fucked up. Amanda has dealt with things, you know, not in in the best way in my opinion sometimes but they are both so willing to work through shit and they actually know 
what it feels like to live together. I don't think that they are living their quarantine differently than they were living their life to begin with. So I think there's hope for them, honestly. I think quarantine definitely puts your relationship to the test because there's no break or escape. Like normally if people are in relationships, it's very easy for them to escape each other into work, into preoccupying themselves with the kids or all these other things. Whereas like now you're really forced to kind of face yourself in or like inward. And then, you know, with your partner and try to like work through these things together also because like, there's no necessary, like we don't know when this is all going to kind of be over or when it's the same, it's the same goes for everything. You know, we were people that we were okay, you know, doing shit we didn't like because it was cool. I can book this weekend or I can like, but now we're just faced with like ourselves and our lives and what we really want to be doing for ourselves, which is the same for relationships. And I feel like Kyla, yeah, and I feel like Kyla and Amanda never had those distractions because they work together, they live together, they mm-hmm. made this commitment to be to spend their summers together, and they're just willing to work through it. I I, I think that when you want a, a relationship. You just have to be willing to put in the work. And so far, I have seen that they've overcome a lot of things. Agreed. I think, yeah, after after listening to you break it down like that, I think, I mean, I figured they would be in it for the long run, but you're right. They really have done a lot of work. And I think they've put each other through so much that they've earned I don't even know if earned is the right word but they've earned that next they've reached they've graduated to that next level of your relationship where like okay you really do it this isn't like a rushed thing or you know a a relationship that you're getting married just because you feel like you should but it's like you guys have really earned that next level a hundred percent I mean we have to give them credit for it because you know if I were in that position if Kyle had she's like I would be done like so many people just give up you know and the fact that they have not given up on each other. We've seen this season that Kyle has put so much effort into actually being a different boyfriend towards her. I do think that they're very dysfunctional now, but I see the potential to actually being able to work through it together. I don't know why. I agree. All right, I want to pop in and give some love to this week's sponsor, and that's Dry Farm Wines. I love me some Dry Farm Wines. It is my favorite hangover-free wine. It's premium, high-quality wine delivered right to your door, so you don't have to go out and get it. They'll ship it straight to you, and you can even pick which selections of wines that you actually like, whether you're a red drinker or a white drinker or a sparkly, bubbly drinker. All of it is available for you at dryfarmwines.com slash Zach, Z-A-C-K. It's my favorite hangover-free wine because there's no added junk in it. They don't add a ton of sugar to it. They don't add any dyes to it. None of those additives, you're not going to find any of them in Dry Farm Wines. This is good, trusted wine delivered straight to your door. It's my favorite hangover-free wine, so go and check it out right now. You're not going to regret it. Dryfarmwines.com slash Zach, Z-A-C-K. Dryfarmwines.com slash Zach, Z-A-C-K. Go right now. What about Hannah and Luke? How are you feeling about them? I think they're cute. Oh. I like them. I know not everybody yeah, feels that not, way, but I yeah, fucking love them. Together. Together. I know. They're still not dating. I know. You know. I just hate Oh, wait. The... Am I not supposed to say that? No, I think she said it recently, didn't she? Didn't she? She said something. Oh, okay. I, I, I've known all along, so I don't know if I'm like. I think we're good. I think we're good. Okay. Okay. They're still not dating. Um, Something's off. They're cute. I like them together. I like Something's them. off with the whole, I don't want to have sex with you, but I like you. But well, like, I something- would freak the fuck out if somebody said they did not want to have sex with me. Like, that is such a big thing for me. Not because I need to have sex. 
So yeah, exactly. Not because I necessarily need to have sex with you, but because I need to know that you want to have sex with me. I need to know that you find me sexually attractive. I feel like I'm desirable. Exactly. I think they're cute together. I, though. I would like love for them to have one big like happy ending. Me too. I do think they're very cute together, and I think they would be a good match if he could get his shit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like how desperate it makes her look. And I because she's not, and she's yeah. actually joked. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I didn't love how like Amanda and Paige, and I understand where they were coming from and wanting to defend her again with the whole situation with Luke, but I also am like, but the more you're exploiting this on the show the more desperate it's making her look and I don't think she I don't she's not she's not a desperate person but see as much as it you know made her look worse on the show I would want that kind of friend that's the kind of friend that I want I don't want the friend who's watched me struggle and be like do you babe no I want the friend who's like give me the outside perspective and who'd be like I think you're making a mistake and I think he's fucking you over yeah. And I think I love the evolution we've gotten to see in Hannah and Paige's relationship and their friendship. And I think I guess with Amanda too, because Amanda really kind of came around this season and joined the group of girls. And then now it's like the three of them, which you can definitely see Lindsay has some serious resentment towards. Oh, um, Paige has never been more of my spirit animal. Like I, she's so funny. Like I find her genuinely so watchable and entertaining. I do. I do. No, no, I do. I do. I don't think there's anybody on the cast currently that I'm not like really a fan of. I think maybe Carl has kind of fallen down the rankings a little bit, even though I used to really love Carl. But I think it was more of a crush on Carl that I had. (laughs) Well, at least least you're self-aware. Did you catch the Summer House reunion? It was like sort of a reunion that Andy Cohen like did on Watch What Happens Live. I had it was a Zoom thing and I I heard, I think Lindsay told me it was kind of a shit show, but I haven't seen it. What happened? It was a shit show. Like, you just look at the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion, and they took, like, several days to prepare that, and the backgrounds are all matched up, and they're full glammed, and the lighting looks great. And then you looked at that one, and it was just so, like... It was like us now. It was like us now. They really kind of just threw themselves together. I'm curious to see how the Vanderpump reunion is going to look. I think it's going to oh, be a little Vanderpump, more. I know Vanderpump, they told them to dress up. Like yeah. they, they had like looks, which I thought was dumb, personally. I didn't, I was like, what? You're in quarantine at home and you're dressing up? But I'm never. <laughs> no, I, I'm curious to see how that one. But I also feel like Vanderpump, they treat it so different than they treat like some of these other shows like Below Deck or Summer House. Like, I just feel like they hold it to a higher standard. That's a little a little more in the housewives caliber. Yeah, probably. I still think the prom dresses at home during quarantine. <laughs> it was a little ridiculous because you really only even see them from the shoulders up. Like you don't even it's like and it's on a camera. Yeah. And dress and you're on your couch. Like, please, I need something. The whole point of Vanderpump Rules is that they're fucking relatable. How can I relate to a prom dress in quarantine? Yeah, no, you can't. Um, what ranking would you give Vanderpump as a season overall? Two. Two. Yeah, I think I have to agree with that. I think I, I can't give it more than it two. It was a really bad season. Um, do you and it sucks because I'm very close with Dana. She's a really good friend of mine. And I love watching her. And I'm biased because I like her as a person. Um. I, and, I, and I've said this on other podcasts, so forgive me if you've heard me on other podcasts and I'm repeating myself, but I think that um, 
I compare Vanderpump Rules to the boyfriend that has been cheating on you, right? Mm-hmm. And he's been an asshole and he hasn't told you. And then all of a sudden, no, I don't know. I, I made this amazing analogy and I'm forgetting now. I said it on a podcast. It was a fucking epic analogy and now I've completely lost it and I've made a fool of myself. But um, it's kind of like you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's kind of like the cheating, lying boyfriend who's like lied for so long and now he's trying to like catch up with the lies but it's just too late because we're too far into the lie. Yeah. So Vanderpump Rules was so dishonest about, you know, them still working at Sir and Sheena still working at Sir and driving from Marina Del Rey for two fucking hours for a shift at uh, when she has a house in Palm Springs. Like, so yeah. dishonest. And so now they're like, oh, wait, shit. That can't be a thing anymore. They're all too famous. Let's bring in the new cast to, like, fix that mistake and to make it more real. But it doesn't connect. Like the pieces don't connect no. because they've lied. They've taken the lie too far that now it's just disjointed and it does not make sense. If they had been real from the start and they had made the show about the servers and kind of let, you know, the new generation smoothly transition and keep it about the servers, it would have been a more believable and it would have made a more believable transition. It would have made more sense. Yes, and I I completely agree with you, what what you're saying. And I also think that this season where they also really screwed up is they got a lot of like the older cast members, the OGs, Jax, Ariana, Brittany, to come and then work back at Sir and made us like like tried to sell it to us as if they want to work there more. Like Ariana's like, I'm depressed and I need have extra time on my hands. I'm going to go do a couple of shifts at Sir and that's just going to make it all better. And I'm like, none of this. I do believe Ariana. I believe Ariana. I don't believe Jack. Don't I don't be- believe that Jack paid all this money for the wedding. So he's going to work at Sir. I think that Jack probably, you know, spent a lot of money on the wedding. And if he was needing more money, he could have sold one of his cards. Yeah, he. I don't. I don't think Jax is hurting for cash right now. To be honest, for his wedding. Yeah, they could have also but, sold you know, pictures and sponsorships and all of that stuff. Like most reality stars, yeah, like they need to get savvy. Still with making it. money, okay, okay. But it's like you can't expect me to want to believe that these people want to come and serve drinks. I mean, I, I guess to an extent, I can see the stretch of Ariana. Ariana is passionate about bartending. She made a book. She wrote yeah, a book. I can see that's the only part of it with Ariana that I could see is like she was trying to promote a book. She had a cocktail book that she was trying to do. Like, I, sure, but even then, it's like then make me then show me that this is like a spe- like a James Kennedy special see you next Tuesday event at sir not that she's just picking up some regular shifts here and there exactly very dishonest so now we have these new cast members and we're like what but why well you want to know why because if it's going to be Vanderpump rules Vanderpump rules Tom Tom and sir we have to see some of the 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 staff you know and yeah. the cast members are no longer staff they haven't been for a while and that very abrupt transition of Lala being a hostess and now being like on housewife level being friends with Lisa is just too much for me to handle it's too much of a lie for me to handle yeah it's not I just it it's hard Lala because me this whole season too. 
Lala did bug me this season. But the hard part for me is it's like we don't we follow them on social media because we fell in love with them in the earlier season. So we know what their lives are like. Stassi wrote a book. Stassi has a podcast. Stassi has, you know, all of these business ventures that she's trying to launch as one of probably the most successful cast members on that show. And we don't see any of that. We see her, you know, go at a dinner fighting about the drama between Max and Dana and Brett. And it just seems so disingenuous or going to Dana's comedy show that like, you know, not to knock Dana's comedy show. I like Dana. She's probably the one newbie that I really like the most. Definitely never go to a comedy show of someone she barely knows. Like, let's face it, they're very clicky. She would never fucking do that if it wasn't just for for camera time, you know? Sassy just wouldn't do that. Exactly. And to me, it's just like, how, like, Gina would. Gina would. Gina wasn't there. Gina would do that. Gina would. She went to Hannah's show. Hannah Burner did a show in LA. Yeah. I, I told you to come with, I think, yes. but you couldn't that night. I had, yeah, I had and, another event that night. Yeah, and they had a podcast collab. So Sheena showed up. And, you know, even at the end, Sheena was like, I think Hannah said her favorite on the show was someone else, but Sheena or something. And Sheena was like, well, I don't see them coming to her comedy show. Like, Sheena's the one who would, like, yeah. as a joke, like, yeah, she yeah, doesn't yeah. give a fuck. But Sheena's the one who would genuinely go and, like, support people, whereas Darcy's not. Yeah. So like there are just so many of those little things that I think as viewers, we've become too savvy with Vanderpump that like we're not falling for it anymore. Do you think that the because they brought in what four newbies this season or five if you can't recall. um, Do you think that they helped or hurt the show this season? Helped. A lot of people, you know, said from the beginning, I don't like the new, no one likes change. Obviously, we, we all know that. But yeah. for me, I actually think that if we would have seen more of Danica's drama, the show would have had way better ratings. And it's mm. not just because I know her and like her, besides the point. Um, I just think that she had so much drama that would have actually been very reminiscent of old school Vanderpump rules. See, I like Danica. Loved Dana. I'd fuck Max, but I can definitely do without Brad. Like Brad, I don't like. I don't like him. Fuck Max. I, wow, you must be really desperate during this quarantine. I don't know what it is about Max that like does it for me. Maybe because he's like a total fuck boy and he's totally emotionally unavailable and like that's my type. Um, but I don't know what it is about Max that I would totally go for that in two seconds. Skinny and nerdy and like. I know. I don't know what it is about it. Like, I just, I can't, I'm into it. And I love that he, like, wears his little vans. Like, it's a vibe. Um, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I did not like Charlie. I would cut Charlie and I would cut Brett if we were to move forward. I would give Danica another season because I feel like there's a lot more potential. How did we make a whole storyline about pasta and not eating exactly. pasta? And we don't get to see fucking Danica's DUI. Like, I, I, I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. I think Danica deserves one more season because I feel like there was a lot of untapped potential that we didn't get to see. I think Dana definitely earned her spot. We can let go of Brett. And I think, I don't know, Max. Brett, I've seen on another show, looks like a Rock of Ages um, substitute. Yeah, he He does. does. And also, I would like to say, can I do a shameless plug on your show? Yes, please. So sorry, but I feel like it's very important. Danica's going to be on my next episode this week and she reveals all of the things 
Like, oh my God, I love it. I really like Danica and I, she really grew on me and I was really disappointed that we didn't get to see more of her other than like a friend of kind of supporting role. But I'm like, to me, I already felt like these newbies were the friend of supporting the OG cast that we didn't need other people supporting the newbies. Yeah. I agree. Who on the OG cast do you think is ready to retire or move on from Vanderpump? Maybe. Um, Definitely Ariana and Tom, I think, were um, kind of discussing not even being on the show anymore. So I've heard on some gossip websites. Um, I think Katie, you know, I, I love Katie as a person. I think she's really cool and it's, she's definitely someone that I've enjoyed watching. But I think that, you know, she doesn't know what she wants to do. Yeah. She hasn't really shown us anything, you know, not a hobby, not a career project you know, can't even handle the wine business that she doesn't give a fuck about. And, and that's like her and only job. I know. And I just think we need more from her. Um, I think Tom and Ariana need to step it up. I think Starkey needs to step it up. Lala, I think I just think the old cast is stale. The only one that I want to watch is Gina. Yes. And what I didn't like about Sheena this season, or it wasn't even her fault, but it was the way that they edited her. And I've talked about this the entire season before all the person. drama. Yeah, until all the drama came out with the editor. But I was talking about how I would watch this season and they were really, like, I get it. It was cute for, like, a couple of seasons and we all love to hate but Sheena for looking how... they edit her hitting on Stassi's Brother, That's what like, I mean. I called that the second I saw that scene. I was like, that was totally fixed. And then when they asked her the question about how young would she go, I just, I mean, I've been in the TV world for so long that I was like, this was totally set up. And she probably has no idea that they no, were even. Tina, she saw a poor kid that was bored out of his mind and she was trying to be sweet with him and like be playful. Because that's who she is as a person. Well, so and she knew, people- and she knows that people love Stassi's little brother. That like he was gonna make a good scene for the show. Like Sheena's smart, you know what I mean? And she's a, a genuine yeah. person. That like, but I remember watching that scene play out, and then watching her interview and watching them ask about how young she would go, and I was like, this was totally a setup. And that's where I was like blasting it on this show. And then a few days, I think it was like a week or two later, is when the interview came out and all the stories came out about the editor that did the podcast interview that now. Is, has been let go from the show for admitting that that was all set up to make her look desperate. Bye. Bye. And that Instagram post that was created to justify, like... See, I have two sides of that Instagram post because the, the post basically said that, like, firing her isn't going to solve the problem. Like, if it feels... If it it, it, it meets your temporary... It was like, ha-ha, you fired me, but, like... I didn't like the tone and I didn't like how there was no um, remorse. Um, but she I shouldn't have remorse. She shouldn't have remorse. I think that th- th- this is what bugs me about it. It was uh, her post was like, you're firing me, but like, you're, you're not getting rid of these edits. Like, it was very like nasty. But at yeah. the same time, you know, the way that I would have done it, and I'm not saying I'm like, you know, don't listen to me because probably most hated podcaster in the world but you know so i love you but that's because you get my hustle but like if i was talking about you and you were on a reality show you would not like me and look you trust me i get so much shit online as it is that like i know that when you sign up for something you sign up for it and like you just have to roll with it yeah but this is what i mean this 
editor should I should have been like, you know, if some feelings were hurt, that wasn't my intention. My intention was to bring you guys the best TV. Yeah. Like she should have made it about the audience rather than make it about herself yes. and to make it personal. Because at the end of the day, being an editor is being an artist. It's being a creative. Yeah. It's and not an easy job either. No, it's a tough job. And like, I say Sheena's getting an unfair edit, but I mean it in the sense it's unfair based off of her personality. Do I think they should edit her differently? No, because she's the only person that I want to fucking watch on the show because it's funny and it entertains me. And she knows that yeah. and she plays along with it. Yeah, she plays so it up. Yeah. And so the editor should have been like, you know, sorry if you guys are offended by my editing style, but I was genuinely trying to create the best show for you guys to watch. It's reality TV. It's entertainment. And my goal was to entertain you. I'm sorry if that was not the case. Yeah. But being so nasty and like, that's not going to solve the problem. My sub editor is going to do the same thing. Bye, bitches. I was like, Okay. It was very Relax. it was very arrogant and I think there needed to be a little more humility in it in the sense cuz like I understood her message but I don't think it got delivered because of the arrogance behind the words she was using cuz like I understand the yeah. message that she was trying to put out there is that the issue isn't with one sole editor the issue is with the culture and the way that they the that the team the approaches editing this show and I think I agree with you that like and I I think Sheen is in on the joke where she knows and she plays into the desperation part. But I think this season, they took it one step too far. I think in previous seasons, the reason we love to hate Sheena. They took it too far by showing Dana's two comedy shows and not one single business thing um, that Sheena was involved with. And that is mean. And that is unfair. Because, you know, it's one thing to make someone look like the like the boy crazy girl she played along with it she created her brand yep but it's another thing to make someone look like a dumbass who's not hustling when she really is you know what i mean you need to show at least two different sides of people i get it if it's your first time on the show it's your first season and they're only going to show one side of you that is natural that's why i always wait for somebody to have a second season to make a full judgment about them but like i think there's especially somebody like sheena that's been an og from the beginning i think she deserves just like an ounce more respect She was the transition from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills into, she was the the transition lead-in for Vanderpump. A hundred percent. And now she's the transition between old cast and new cast members. And people don't give her enough credit for that. Um, That said, I hate so much of the shit that she does on the show. And some some of the things bug me. Very cringy. You know, very cringy. But, But very entertaining to watch. Very watchable nonetheless. So, you know, I just, I, I think that editor just got way too arrogant yeah. and made it all about themselves when they should have made it about the show and the audience. Yeah. And I know it's, it's hard, it's easy to end and done because when you get fired, you're pissed off, right? Um, actually, I want to take it back. I would have probably written the same fucking Instagram post, but I would have known deep down that it wasn't the right thing to do. 
And you also have to understand that when you're putting it out publicly, and maybe this is just because I've been conditioned this way because I've been in the game so long, but like you also have to understand that when you put it out publicly, like one, you have to have the understanding that people are only going to receive it when, if and when they're ready to receive the message that you're putting out there. But at the same time, you, have, you also have to understand that like people need it delivered in a way that like you have to give them like a spoonful, like a, a teaspoon of sugar along with it so that they it humanizes you in a way that like makes you relatable enough or makes you human enough for them to hear your message. Because if you just come out the gate too hard with your teeth showing, it turns people off. This is what I hate about cancel culture is it's like these aren't you don't make them teachable moments that you can grow from. You make it an isolating, polarizing moment that like is just you're screwed. And to be fair, Stassi has done way more offensive things than this fucking ex has ever done. But the Jax has done vile things. Yeah, but like, forget Jax. Let's talk about Stassi just because. Because I just think that Jax is glorified for some, something he should not be glorified for. Yes. Whereas Stassi is not glorified. But the re- reason why she has such a cult following is that she always says, I know I'm a bitch. I know I'm doing she this wrong. It. But I'm also doing it to give you guys good TV. And because she is making it an inclusive experience for the, for the audience, they're all following her. And I think that this, editor that got fired could have created herself an army of stands if she had made it about the audience and not about herself. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was a fail in my book. It was a really, when I read it, I was like, oof, she's not coming back from this anytime soon. She even said like, I'm still going to have a job and I'm still going to work and you'll see my edits again and the show will never have my flair. And I was just like, there, it's too much about you right now. And I get it. Yeah. The and ego like, is bruised. You can't say the show's going to be the same, but it's still going to have my flair. Like, bitch, you didn't make the show. No. Relax. It's teamwork. Yeah. We all know it's like a team effort. I also think we need to cut LVP. I think Lisa's extra scenes this season were not uh, good. Just because like, you're not on Housewives doesn't mean that you need to make choice. people 30 yeah. years younger than you. And also, going back to this fucking editor who is like, the show will never have my flair. Thank fucking God. Because if I get another wedding that lasts four episodes, I'm going to shoot no, myself. That was way too dragged out. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think we need to really revamp this show altogether. And I adding Lisa in more just made it even worse. Cause it's like, you know, she wants and needs that camera time, but like, I don't know. It just feels a little too, this whole season just felt like Thanksgiving when you eat too much. And at the end of the night, you just feel so full and it's just over the top. And the table is so full that it's just so gluttonous that it was like, there was too much shoved in it. There were too many cast members that we couldn't really follow anybody's real storyline through. Um, what was your take on and this? And like, I never, never would like to see Lisa Vanderpump FaceTiming Max with a fucking hoe in his bed. Like, that was I also, like, again, these things are so set up and manufactured that, like, we can see right through that. That, like, I don't understand yeah. how, which also goes to that editor, that, like, you want to say that you're so great, but, like, all of these cheap edits and scenes that are clearly manufactured are, were not were also- what we didn't love about the show. Another dig to this editor, I never want to see Jax's possessed by a demon stories, Instagram stories ever again. Oh, the montage? No, thank you. No, thank you. I can do without your your flair, Missy. (laughs) 
<laughs> there was nothing flaring about that. That was so bad. Like the fucking fa- hate me. This I hope this editor never listens to this fucking podcast. Oh, I'm sure Let she's consuming all of the information about her, all the podcasts and news articles about her right now. She's gonna it'll last two weeks and she's gonna love it for two weeks and then everyone's gonna forget about her. And then we'll see what happens when she's really trying to get her job again. What did you think of the Kristen Stasi Katie drama? That was I one of the biggest storylines. And I hate being Switzerland. I fucking hate people who are Switzerland. But I have to be that person because I can see how someone like Kristen would suck the life out of people. I know that she's done shady things, which we might find out later. But also, um, I think that stuff, you don't need, you can distance yourself from a friend. You don't need to not invite them at your engagement and your wedding. You can be the bigger person. So yeah. I'm just not down for this like clicky, me nasty behavior towards, you know, a, a, a very long friendship, a friend you've had for so long. I agree. And I think um, I was very team Kristen at the beginning of it because I didn't understand it. And Kristen's been on this show a couple of times where I kind of got like teases of what was to come Um, because Stassi never accepts my invites on this show. But I don't blame her because she's, you know, definitely in the caliber where she doesn't need to be doing um, the smaller podcasts anymore. Um, But I think I think you still do the smaller podcast i think you do all the podcasts. i agree um but unfortunately other people don't um i think i was listening to an uh, a podcast katie and stassi did together during quarantine and that was where she and katie said that there was a lot more that went on behind the scenes and they kind of went right. into it a little bit which made me look at the situation a lot differently and basically said that like Kristen wanted them to out Carter on the show because he was being so shitty to her behind the scenes that they want. She wanted a way to kind of bring it up naturally on the show and that they were, they all went into the season, not this most recent season, but the season prior, they all went into it um, basically saying that they were um, on the same page with trying to out Carter and trying to help Kristen out of this relationship. And she totally turned on them, doubled down on the re at the reunion and made it seem like they were being bad friends to her. Yeah, I don't know about any of that specifically, but I'm sure we'll see it all, um, all of the press after the reunion. I'm pretty sure there's a lot. I love when the seasons end, like Brandy Glanville, she's like right now on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and she's like, just wait until the season's over, and then I can really start talking, and I'm not under a gag reel from That's Bravo. That's part. The season's over, you listen to all the podcasts, yeah. and you're like, finally, the fucking truth. Yeah, because they're not on their press junket anymore. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, all right, Deanna, thank you so much for calling in and chatting with me all the way from Switzerland. Can you pimp out your podcast and tell people where they can follow you? Thank you so much for having me. It's always such a pleasure to talk to someone who is so savvy and so insightful and always does, does a great psychoanalysis of all these shows. I love it. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Deanna Espier, that's D-I-A-N-A-E-S-P-I-R. And on the You Can't Sit With Me podcast, you've been a guest. Yes. You'll be a guest again. I'm sure there'll be many more collabs to come. And thanks so much, Zach. I love your show. And it's an honor being your guest. 
I love chatting with you every time. We always have such like hot tea. What I love about you is like you have so you do so much more than just watch the shows. Like you follow the tea on social media. You read up all the news articles. Like you do the and you know some of the cast members. You interview all of them and like really get into the the meat of um of like what the show is about. And I love it because that's what people appreciate about this show. And that's why I like bringing you. So do you. So do you. And please, guys, review this podcast. Thank you. Don't forget to listen to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in quarantine. I'm doing it three times a week because I'm fucking bored. Um, give me a follow at Just Blind Zach for all the uh, latest tea news on the reality shows and to keep up with my life. I take really amazing Instagram stories of my neighbors. I watch them have sex, and I, I'm surprised that a lot of their relationships are still thriving. I thought they would have been divorced by now. Um, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to give me a follow at Just Blind Zach and check out Deanna's podcast, You Can't Sit with me on all podcast platforms. And until next time, I'm going to go gossip with Deanna a little more. All right. I'll talk to you later, guys. Bye.